Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Welcome to the Catholic Command Show. You know what? We're going to start off on a bad foot. Okay. We, I don't know how often we start off on a bad foot. On purpose? On purpose. Oh, uh, I'm going to say never. Uh, Can't okay. say it anymore, though, I guess. No. I'm upset with you. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Why does that not surprise you? Uh, because I, you're, you're, this happens from time to time. <laughs> Of me just getting upset with you? Yeah. In well, fact, you were complaining to things right before we started recording. Yes, but I'm, that those things are not even why I'm upset with you. Okay. I, I think I know why. Is it because I wore a black shirt? No, I don't care about your black shirt. Okay. It's because we still have not done a baby bottle. Oh, I know. I was telling yes. I was telling Lady Pamela this yesterday in the I car. Knew it. I knew it. Susanna is how old? She's uh, six months. That is almost really unexpected. If it was anybody who, if it wasn't a founder of the group, we would have kicked him out by now. Can I slap him? Um, no, 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 no. Okay. No slapping. At your own risk, Juan. So, I don't know, like, I'm having, like, Haley and I, we're having a baby tomorrow. Um, so. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. We thought, actually, we, we kind of uh, lied last week, not on purpose, but we said, like, this will be the last episode. Before we have a baby and then yeah. the night before we go in to have our baby it's not a lie it just turned out to be not true right so uh i would urge you to get that done okay i think it's you need to go in and pick one out yeah just go do it okay I all will. right uh for those who don't know what the baby bottle yeah, t- is yeah why don't you why don't you explain about the baby bottle well who uh, what what baby did we start with? Did we start I think with Elizabeth? With Elizabeth? Yeah. Elizabeth. McCallan's twelve. Wait, McCallan's twelve. Okay, so what we decided to do is we got a, a group of guys together and we said, okay, when one of our wives has a baby, we will all throw pitch in money and buy a nice bottle of whiskey uh, for us to 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 share, and we would write the names of the child on the bottle and keep the bottle as a keepsake. And have a, a nice evening. Yeah, we would just pour one glass each, I think, right? That's what we started off with. And then we were like... Then we bailed that's on a, that. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. Like, now we just finish the bottle. Well, Wait for him to get here. Wait for him to get here. Okay. Well, we don't finish the bottle. But. We do. But there's like four of us now. and Five of us, maybe. Five yeah. of us, yeah. I mean, so it's like... It's, it's over a long period of time. Okay, and so... It's, you know, it's a planned event. Correct. You know? So we do it in moderation. We make... We make preparations. Uh, so tonight we're having a very interesting whiskey. We're having a, a historic whiskey. It's called Doc Holiday. Many will know Doc Holiday from the movie Tombstone, but he was actually a really real character. Yeah, uh, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, he's, he's played by... Uh, oh, I just went blank on his name. What is his name? Uh, guy. Val Kilmer. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I said thank you to myself. Um, but... Uh, he played with by Val Kilmer, 
it was, it's a great movie until you go watch it again and you realize how much cussing is in it and things. And you're like, wow, I did not. Yeah, just you know, this is where like Vid Angel really right. really helps. But uh, there's there's a there was a real person named Doc Holiday. Yeah, and his name was John Henry Holiday. Uh, he was a dentist, hence the Doc part. Uh, but he was involved with the the gunslinging uh, event that happened in at tombs in Tombstone, Arizona, which made him kind of famous. He killed people. Right. He's a dentist on the side. So, so we uh, started. We're having Doc Holiday. It's eight year bourbon. It's a beautiful bottle. It has the a lid. Really Let's sweet, talk about the the, uh, ca- the cap. The cap has a revolver with nine. I'm sorry, six, not nine. Uh, Six shells. Yeah, yeah. Like. So it looks like a, a revolver. Uh, the, I don't know. What do you call Cap. that part that, um, of the revolver? Yeah. Belly. The part where you put the bullets in a revolver. The belly yeah. You know, you can spin around. Right. Um, but it looks, it, it feels better than it looked. You know, mm-hmm. it, it looks cool, but then you you get your hands on that cap and it's like, oh. Right. Nice. So this is cask drink. Now, here's, here's why it's also historic. They don't make it anymore. The distiller went out of business a few years back. Uh, I think 2018, 2019, it's called Mountain Ivory Distillery or something like that. They went out of business. People in Texas bought the remaining casks, uh, and then it was sold off again to jo- in Georgia. And so the remaining casks are still in Georgia being bottled. But once they're, they're done, they're not making anymore. Hmm. So that's why it's a pretty... But and it's also cask strength, you said. It is, so it's going to be strong. Okay. Um, so we got the water here again. We have the water here again. Yes. This so is two cask strength in a row. Yes. Uh, and this is is an expensive whiskey. So okay. Be, uh, obviously, because it's probably hard to get. Like they don't sure. make any more of it. So, so how much? How much was it? One hundred thirty-five. Okay. So it's not that that's expensive, but it's not two hundred and thirty. Yeah. Right. So we're on the list team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers to Jesus. Uh, so the official notes are sweet caramel, uh, butter with a uh, buttered cornbread at the very beginning. Maybe I'm gonna butter your bread. Uh, sw- swirl of gla- uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, has c- some orange citrus notes that uh, envelop a chocolatey malt blanket. Uh, the palate says it's beginning with a healthy dose of rye, spice up front, sweeter notes of caramel and chocolate emerge with intensity. Woo! <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> uh, uh, fruit flavors. Uh, the pal- Let's see. The palate is where the bourbon reaches its high point, enticing you to roll it around your mouth a bit longer and making it a really nice midpoint sip. The finish is spice per- persists uh, into the finish... With uh, rye and pepper and allspice. Yeah, the rye, uh, the combination of being rye and barrel strength. Mm-hmm. That it, that really hits you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like it actually. It, it, it is aggressive, <laughs> but man, it is a punch in the face. Yeah, it is aggressive. Wow. Uh, there's a Heck. lot of actually though. I like it. There's a lot of flavor. I'm gonna add some water because see how it opens um, up. I can tell. There's a a lot of great flavor here. Wow, that is that is awesome. But man, when you take that, first I was sip, a little tired getting in, like starting this episode, and uh, I took one sip of that, and I am like, yes, ready. Also, this is one of those things I'm sure where your first sip is that's the real like that's the harsh, yeah. you know the 
your following the taste bud sips. Killers. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You've like kind of already killed all the like skin cells in your throat Ooh. or whatever. I guess they're not skin cells. Throat cells. <sighs> that is good. I like it. Jim. Way better than the last. Way better than way, way better way than the better. last one. Okay, the, the, the last one didn't register. At least a four. A four, least a four, four, four on, four on the, the yummy scale. scale. The last one didn't even register on the yummy no. scale. No, the last one. Did I'm not. pretty sure. Did he pour it out? Yeah, he, he poured did. it out. A little, unfi- a little offensive, but uh, I mean, it, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't either, but it, I. But I. I mean, I've had moonshine. I'm like, I'm not pour. I'm not pouring this out. Yeah. <laughs> No, so. but I would like some coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so what else has been going on? What do you, like? What do you get? What do you have? We have been so busy, it's, dude. I know it has uh, been a little exhausting. The like, um, the highlight of my my week was getting a, a zero turn lawnmower. Yes, I was hoping you're gonna bring this up. Yeah, dude. It's and driving it around. I got it stuck today. You did? Yeah. In my yard, just is. Um, it, if there has ever been a yard that needs a French drain, it's mine. Yours, okay, yes. so it's just like mud yeah, everywhere. Yeah, multiple French drains is what you're going to Yeah, oh, I, I like, do need, yeah. And so I was just mowing some leaves, and I didn't realize, oh, these leaves are not here on flat ground, because I just moved in, right? right. I, and I've never mowed the yard, so right. I there's still many things I'm unfamiliar with. And so it was really like a ditch. <laughs> and so I like went down into it. Luckily, I have a truck with a winch on it, Yes. Is it is it working? Uh, well, it works, but it just doesn't get out of second gear. Okay. So Which is fine around that. For, for driving around, you know, like my little five acres, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, drove the truck. I couldn't actually get it very close because I would have had to drive over the septic lines. And with mm. how soggy the ground is, like mm-hmm. I would just crush it. Uh, but got a rope and extended the winch and just yanked that sucker right out. So I have a bad boy. Bad boy mower. Bad boy outlaw. 37 horsepower. Yep, yep. Zero turn. Commercial grade. Basically everything everything you could ever dream dream of in a, in a lawnmower got off Facebook. Yes. Used, you know, like for a great price. What was your daughter's reaction when you told them what, what it was called? Uh, They were confused. There was confusion. Now... The really, it was Davy. So da- David Junior has been going through this bad boy phase anyway. Okay, where he's been saying that he's a bad boy, or uh-huh. like saying other people are bad boys. And so we're always like, "No, David, you're not a bad boy. You're a good boy." Mm-hmm. Or you know, like, "Oh, David, we do not call people bad boys." You know, we just like, you know, it's a phase, right? And so then we got a, a bad, bad boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, <laughs> he just loved it. Right. Uh, the you know what. I just want to give a shout out to John Deere because <laughs> about a bad, bad, bad well, boy. it's like I didn't realize how brilliant their marketing has been for so long. Okay, so I bring home this bad boy mower. I've been talking to him like I've given him rides, right? Just you know the bad boy. We talk, we're talking about it, and I ask him. So, Davy, what's your favorite kind of tractor? Because in order not to confuse him, I've just been calling it to him a tractor, and he goes, John Deere. And it was like, you know what? Well played, John Deere. Yeah. Uh, it's really brilliant. They make all these like kids movies about John Deere <laughs> tractors. And so you just grow up loving John Deere. What are you going to buy? A John Deere, right? Right, right. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, fatherhood, marriage. Very typical for the Catholic Man show. <laughs> we'll be right back.
Welcome to this Catholic Man Show commercial break. I'm David Niles. This just in. February 22nd is Ash Wednesday, and over a billion people will start living different in some way for 40 days. Reports say many will be giving up chocolate or alcohol. For many of us, Lent is a time to remove the comforts of the world around us and challenge ourselves to grow in self-discipline and relationship with the God who made us. This year, there's a new opportunity out there specifically for men that will actually help you grow closer to God and become a better man. So, let me tell you about Lent for Men, a 40-day journey through the Gospel of Mark that will challenge you to dig a little deeper this year. If you've ever sat in church on Easter Sunday wishing you hadn't wasted the previous 40 days, this program is what you need. During these 40 days, you'll pray through the Gospel of Mark, reflecting in a particular way about Christ's journey to Calvary from the perspective of a modern man. You'll find yourself understanding more about who you were made to be and how you can start living your life for others the way Christ has so perfectly modeled for us. Don't regret wasting away another Lent and set yourself up to have the best Lent you've ever had. Ash Wednesday is February 22nd, so get signed up and prepared today at lentformen.com slash tcms. That's the Catholic Men Show. lentformen.com slash tcms. I'm David Niles. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles, here with Adam Minahan. Soon to be father of five. Father of five now. Father of yeah. five now. I mean... Yeah, I am a father of five. Yeah. Uh, but on the outside, father of five. Soon to be. We're less than 12 hours Less than 12 away. hours, yeah. Presumably. Holding, God willing. God willing for me holding my newborn baby boy or girl. So, Lent has begun. Uh, if you're listening to us live on Facebook, it's almost begun. Yeah. Ash, I just, Ash I, Wednesday. I just want to throw out this uh, idea, okay? Because... I think certain liturgical seasons, great time to make changes, Lent being one of them. Sure. And so I just want to encourage men to dress up for Mass. Lent, like, this is a great time to up your dress game for Holy Mass. Start it in Lent and keep it going. Um, you know, this the Holy Mass is the most sacred thing you ever do in your whole life. So... Mm. Um, you should be wearing your nicest clothes. Whatever your best is, that's what you should wear. Um, so I'm just gonna, that's just I just want to. Hey, you when know, you throw, just out throw those, it out there. When you throw out those kind of things, I'm all for your spontaneous um, like announcements. When 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 those are the type of things, I'm I know that in. they make you nervous. Well, sometimes they do make yeah, me. Yeah, I know that they do. It's all right. But as I, fa- I actually enjoy it, as Father Gregory Pine has said. That over the last six years, I have learned to just be able to prudently take on the craziness of Dave. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say about it the it's other day? It was something, something like the truth hammer? Or yeah, so. the, the, yeah, hammer of truth or something like that. He's like, that was awesome. <laughs> and, he, and he followed yeah. up with like, let's go. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> I was pumped. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I like that guy. I do. I, I do. Um, hey, also, we're going to be starting our... Book club here, hopefully in March. Uh, we're going to be reading through uh, The Leisure, The Basis of the Culture by Woo-hoo! Joseph Pieper. Uh, so if you uh, have not read that book, or if you even have... Are you going to do it, one? See, that'll be my first one. All right. Nice. Uh, you have to, But you have to be a patron. Patreon.com slash The Catholic Man Show. Juan, are you a patron? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. $4. $4 a month. Even the $4 a month ones will get uh, access to the, the book club. Last last one, I think we had, on average, about eight that would join us. That's that's really a great number. Great number. Honestly, you know, okay, it could go a little bit bigger, but you don't want it to get too big. I have, like, thoroughly enjoyed our book. I know I've said this before, but I have thoroughly enjoyed uh-huh. them. That's um, awesome. Reading with, with a group of men, and, like, there have been about four or five guys that have done all of them, and so it's just been really cool to, to get, just hang really out get with to them, know them and, like, yeah. you know, be... The last two, I've said, I'm going to do it. And then, for whatever reason, it just is not the prudent thing for me to do. And what I understand is that It's not out of a lack of desire. I understand. What Amazon is that I'm going to come to his house for the, Bible, for the book club. That's fine. I'm not going to be here. Up. Is it in the in the chancery that you do it? Yeah, I'll show up He's, to the chancery. He, it's, he does it at a undisclosed, undisclosed location. <laughs> yes, and I move around every time. Uh, so, like we said, I'm gonna like uh, Haley and I are gonna be ha- welcoming a baby um, upcoming, and I thought, you know what, we should do an episode on things that we have learned as fathers of things to do for yeah. welcoming a kid into this wor- into the world. Yeah. And so I thought, like, that's what we should talk about tonight is, is talk about, like, just some things that like, I thought, like, oh, I wish we would have done it this way. Or I wish we would have done this. And before we, like, before we were going to start, I, I happened to look, was looking through the Catechism Council of Trent. Or, the, yeah, the Catechism of the Council of Trent. happened to be perusing it. Well, I wanted to see what they were talking about marriage, like what he was, what they mentioned on marriage, because they have uh, a beautiful section of all the sacraments and, and lay them out. And... So we'll talk just really quick because it talks we're, about... We're big fans of the Catechism of the Council of Trent on yes, this show. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, lo- and I love this edition because it's a hardback. It's very beautiful. Laser precise. Uh, yes. Great. Just very crystal clear catechism. Right. Um, and they talk about the three blessings of marriage. So I want to just like highlight those because the first one is offspring. Mm-hmm. And so like then we can talk about like the thing... Like, the things that we should be prepared for as we welcome in our offspring. Okay. But the so they talk about the three blessings of marriage and the first one is offspring, which may kind of take you some by surprise, thinking the first blessing in marriage is offspring, not uh you're you know joining together, not yeah. the ceremony, not the sacrament itself. Yeah, yeah. See that's what I would have thought. Like, oh the sacrament itself, yeah, graces. Right. Something but, like that. But the first thing that they mention is offspring. Hmm, okay. Uh, and uh, the second one is fidelity. Okay. Talks about, you know, the advantage of, of, of marriage that uh, is rooted in faith. And they say not like the theological uh, virtue of faith, but that the faith that the two will remain one. Okay. For all, for, for until death do they part. Yeah. Which w- w- would be such a huge thing. Back then, still is today, but with no fault divorce, it's kind of a little harder to wrap your mind around. But uh, man and woman needed each other so much back when you know the the dad was out tilling, you know, gardening or whatever, you know, doing doing land stuff, and mom was at home, you know, doing the you know homesteading. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like women used to be homemakers, and it was like probably around the fifties. I don't know exactly when women stopped being homemakers and they stopped being, and they became like the head purchaser, mm-hmm. right? You know, when we really transformed into a consumer society, consumer economy, you know, because until then, you know, people w- wasn't uncommon for the 
you know, your mom to make clothes or to like the decorations in the house. She probably made, you know, right. I mean, she's literally making the home. Right. Uh, in here, I, I, I want to read this one sentence. I think it's beautiful. Okay. It says, uh, matrimonial fidelity also demands that they love one another with a special, holy and pure love, not as adulterers love one another, but as Christ loves his church. This is the rule laid down by the apostle when he says, "Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church." Uh, and then they talk about how you know Christ loved the church so much that he laid down his life for the church. But and I thought that was interesting that he they say not as adulterers love one another. Yeah, because I don't even know if adulterers actually love one another. They're not willing well, the good of one another. Right. Yeah. They're not desiring to. Be self-sacrificial. I would say, you know, when you take it at its, you know, like deepest, most true definition, no, they don't. Right. But they do in some, you know, they, in a more platonic way, they do. Or is platonic, is that the right word? In a more secular way, they do. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I thought that was beautiful, though. Just the, That know, is. Yeah. The, the I like I like how they drew the distinction. Right. Uh, and then the third one is like we had mentioned what we thought the first one would be, which is the sacrament, the uh -huh. sacrament of marriage. Uh, that um, it's the indissolvable bond of marriage. And they lay uh, another thing I love about the catechism is it's just uh, littered with with Bible verses. You know, it's just like intertwined the Bible verses all over. Mm -hmm. um, but so anyway, so they talk about those are the three blessings of marriage offspring fidelity to one another, and the sacrament. Any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, I think that, that those are all great. And, you know, that's that's why we get married. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, was, I was trying to think about some of the things that, as we welcome kids into this world, things that we should do either before or during or after like like what what are some of the things as dads as husbands mm -hmm. we should be doing sure obviously as uh the father we're the spiritual leaders of our family and so we should be incorporating prayer as much as we can especially in big events right especially yes. like when monumental life events happen we should be giving thanks to to god and, and offering you know blessings and sacrifices for for these moments so one of the things that and i can't remember if we did it with the like i don't know this is number five so babies are kind of blurring together a little bit um as far as right. like what we did with, with which one unfortunately but uh it, but you should start a novena to saint gerard like this is, this is my this is my take is that you should take you should start a novena to saint gerard like within two weeks of your due date mm-hmm yeah, and it's um, it's difficult because often you don't know when the baby is coming. Right. That's why I said within yeah, two. Like, yeah. Start two weeks. That's a, and that's a yeah. Just give yourself time. Now Saint Gerard is the patron saint of expectant mothers. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, some beautiful prayers and of the Minahan household. And of the, the uh, he is the patron saint of the Minahan household. There's some beautiful prayers to Saint Gerard. There's uh, beautiful novenas, which novenas are very. Uh, good to incorporate within your family life because it, it is very specific prayer that all the family can come together and pray and there's uh, ritual there is like uh, set times to pray you know and yeah. so 
Um, and they're not very long typically, so mm-hmm. they're easy to pray together as a family. But they're nine. It's not. It's prayer for nine days. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, novena is is what it's Means called. Nine. Means yeah. nine. Yeah. Nine. So uh, those. That's one thing that I think would is a great way to not only well like prepare yourself, but also prepare the family for the welcoming of a new child. Totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, prayer. That's one of those things like you think back on major events and it's like, man, oh, what a great idea. I wish I had done, incorporated like more prayer, you know, surrounding these, right? you know, the most significant moments of my life. Right. I wish I had invited God, God into, into them. Into those moments. You know, not that he wasn't a part of them, but, you know, been more intentional and specific about it. So I think that, uh, you know, if you're considering any kind of big life move, right? You're moving homes. You're thinking about changing jobs. Uh, you're you're wel- you're about to get married. You're welcoming your first child. You're, you're welcoming a child. Uh, all those things welcome us uh, to invite you know to, to welcome Christ into those moments. And if you use novenas, uh, it's a beautiful way to help discern the process and to feel at peace when the process. Yeah, and also to just prepare your mind and, and heart, your spirit. Right. You know, it's it's a good way to like. Prepare yourself for the event. Right. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world, and they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, We used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It went exactly how we planned it. Right. right? In fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on. Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If, if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage uh, that's really, you know, oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they they do it so well everybody wants to use them that's right and if you go to select international tours.com slash catholic man show you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage which spring or summer 2024 spoiler alert spoiler alert yeah so go to select international tours.com slash catholic man show we want to thank select international tours for being a sponsor of our show the catholic man show Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This is number three. This is segment this number, is number three. three. Yeah. Okay. Very good. We're talking about uh, things to do when you prepare to welcome children into the world as See, a father. You were just talking about novenas. Yes. Um, also, the Book of Blessings. Um, the Book of Blessings is a you know book published by the by the Church or the is it the USCCB? I don't know. It's it's an official it's official publication of some kind um the to me the prayers in them are not like the most beautiful prayers i've ever read Mm -hmm. but they do have the they do have the weight of the church behind them you know that hey these are the official like this is an official prayer official blessing Mm -hmm. um for you as the father or you know like member of the household to offer in certain situations and there's like tons of tons of situations you know childbirth is in there right um, so I, I've, I was like doing that. Uh, we try to, I try to use that before we take trips, you know, like mm-hmm. asking, mm-hmm. asking for a blessing for, you know, just safe travel, things like that. Mm-hmm. 
there's just so many really the good thing about it is all of the different moments where they have a prayer that's the beauty you know, of the and, and and it's like yeah and um some of them are like liturgical in like f- they kind of feel like a little bit liturgical yeah um they have maybe a reading from the from the bible out of them so that's another i think another good suggestion for yeah not only having a baby but other other important moments in your life sure 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 so i think that this is also a good topic to have between you and i because both like our um wife's birthing experiences are very different they are yeah so um my wife's like our first one with luke we had an emergency c-section almost lost him Mm -hmm. came pretty his heart rate dropped down really 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 low had to immediately get him out of super scary super scary was not planning on a c-section in fact i remember we did the did you ever do the birthing or like the prepping for birthing class yeah you know uh, uh, and i remember we were in the class and then the c-section came out i was like oh i don't have to worry about this and i just checked out and i I think i pulled my phone out and i was like i don't have to worry about c-sections we're not doing a c-section uh-huh and then you know as if like people plan i mean actually some people do plan on a c-section but that's ridiculous right so uh there's some obvious downfalls to having a c-section there's also some benefits to having a c-section one being that we know when the baby is coming yeah so having an like today is day nine of our novena so i mean sometimes she could still go into labor you know before right i mean it still could come you know right but it's but but probably you know because they said it it's it's before the due date date, you know like a little bit so. so Um, but one of the things that I think you guys do, uh, that you and Pamela do a great job of is creating a list of intentions that you want to bring mm. to the Posadas uh, do that. All, that's, pos- yeah. I, I don't know. I think we may have got that idea from them. See, each contraction gets offered by something very specific. So they write down a list, which I think is brilliant because when you're in the heat of the moment, a lot of times it's like, oh yeah, I'll remember that. And I, no way you're not going to remember that. Right. But it's all, it's like Exodus 90. What do we talk about a lot? You know, when you're taking a cold shower, it is so much better and easier if you have something to offer that shower for. Right. So, for the women in labor, you know, if they can turn, you know, those labor pains into like, oh, this is for, you know, it's not just like meaningless. Right. Like, no, this is for, you know, this intention. It, uh, it, it, it makes it easier to bear. Well, and if you do it together beforehand, like uh-huh. you do it as husband and wife, and you you write down the list together, it just incorporates. I don't, you guys being together, doing it together, I right. think is 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 a beautiful part of of that aspect. Totally. Um, so I like I like when I when I heard that I was like that's a, that is a good thing I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I think maybe some people don't hadn't thought about that. Another thing to do: bring holy water. As a dad, yes, bring holy water. You never know what you know what's going to happen. Uh, it would be great, you know. Obviously, it'd be great before the wife goes in to bless your wife with holy water mm-hmm. and bless yeah. the baby. Go with to holy a Catholic water. hospital if you can, you right? Know. Um, but also to have the uh, holy water ready in the event there's an emergency and you have to get your baby baptized right then. Right now, you don't need holy water. You can use any, you can any use water. dirty water. Right, but it's just. Fitting. Right, it's better, uh, and so not that that should be the norm. Not that you should, you know, you shouldn't do that unless there's an, a sense of an emergency. But right, that should be one. Another thing uh, to kind of piggyback off that is, and this is going to go a little out of order, but I'm okay with it. Um, okay. Get your baby baptized as soon as you can. Yes, that's what I think. Uh, you know, 
what we do is like, well, the baby's born. Okay, well, probably the next Sunday, we're going to get her baptized. I think it's so important. To- and, you know, it's like maybe if it's not the next, I mean, if it's born on Saturday, obviously we're not going the next day. Right. But, um, you know, we plan it. The baby's born, and then we make plans for the baptism for, you know, like the next available Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I think that you shouldn't wait until everybody can be there. And right. Everybody, like, that, all, while that is all good, it's good to have family around, it's good to have all your friends around, it's better to make sure that your baby is baptized. Right. If you, can, if you want to have a party afterwards or whatever, like, great. I'm all for parties. I'm all for festivals. Oh, right? yeah, totally. Big fan. Um, I don't even think you need a reason but, well, to have you a do. party. Turns out you do. Well, Joseph Pieper says so. I know he does, but I don't think I need a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so have a party whenever you want, when everybody can get there and celebrate. But the reality, yeah. if you understand what baptism is and the gift that the church has given us in baptism, there's no reason to hold off. Uh, yeah, so when you wait to have your child baptized in order so that so-and-so can be there, right. you, what you're actually doing is introducing disorder into the priorities because the presence of that person, while a great thing and, a, and a, like something that's really valuable, is not as valuable as the baptism itself. And so to put a lesser good uh, you know, mm-hmm. m- above a higher good is disordered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you just shouldn't do it. You should just get the baby baptized. Um, it's, uh, and once again, we're not saying like, oh, quick, five minutes is too long, right? You know, like, but we're just saying, don't, you know, don't put it off for months. Right. Um, and once again, you don't have to get it done like the week of, but, you know, you should do it. This is like your main priority as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to, hard to say that, you have a bigger obligation as a parent other than getting your children into the church, which happens through baptism. Okay, so this is your most important job as a parent. And so to put it off for reasons that aren't, you know, like very pressing, you know, like it's just not the right thing to do. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. I know that I know that there will be people who disagree with us on, on that. that for sure. And I think that at least I hope those people know that we just don't care. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I get it that you disagree. There's some, you know, there's a guy out there who's thinking like, I really disagree with that. I know you do. It's okay. That's all right. It's okay. Hey, We're not saying that this is the way we're just saying we're just giving advice. Yeah. This is just what, this is just our opinion. This is just our and, opinion. And for that, those people out there who are like really disagreeing with what I'm saying, I also know that my words will haunt you. I know that you will think about them for a long time, and you won't be able to get them out of your head, and you'll think that I'm wrong, and you'll be angry how I said it. And just living rent-free in your head. Right. And you'll be like, oh, he's, I can't believe I still think about how he said that. It's like, you know why? That's because I'm right, and you know it. <laughs> Uh, another thing, and I've talked about this, I think it's been years since I probably talked about this, but one thing I think that is very important as a dad is, you know, moms, they have a, a uniqueness of bonding 
obviously over the the nine months with the child that the dad yeah. does not right and then through breastfeeding i mean it's just incredible right um, the whole the whole life of the baby and the mom right it's just amazing so when the baby actually comes and is placed into your hands it is a, a system overload of processing and uh, it can be emotional and it can be a, a whole host of things right yeah uh, in those moments it's very easy to get caught up in it and not re- not be able to remember them because there's so many emotions that are like overcoming your your reason or you know everything else and so like you kind of forget about like what was that about you know like what did i do what was i wearing what was you know so i encourage you before you uh you know, as the baby's being placed into your hands, to engage as many senses as you possibly can in that moment. You know, uh, take mental notes of what does the room look like? What are you wearing? Uh, to, to try to help your memory. Yeah, what, what, what's the smell? Mm-hmm. What does the lighting look like? Uh, you know, that moment of, like, what, what does it feel like? This is, very, this is very hard to do for your, fir- like, people who are first-time dads. This is going to be very hard because, it, you know, like, there's so many uh, there's so emotions much, right. and, you know, like, things are happening. I, yeah. What are you supposed to be, do- you know, like, when it gets, t- when a baby is being born, at the very end, things get crazy, okay? <laughs> and you're trying to figure out, like, what am I supposed to do? Because the thing is, there's not really much you can do, okay? <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, there's a baby, you know? And so, right. like, you got you to gotta be ready. Yeah, you know, um, so that's it, why it happens fast. It happens very fast. Yeah, and then and, and then it happens. You're like, oh wait, I can't believe that just already happened. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the moment you know you plan for your your wedding, and then the wedding night happens. You're like, wow, that went ha- that happened really really fast. Um, yeah, even though it happened at exactly the appointed time, you know. Right, um, and so I just think it, like I I can recall those those moments of this pure love of holding my children yeah uh and like what it smelled like what it looked like uh and i try to engage what it felt like uh so that way i can recall those moments because in weeks to come you will not be feeling those moments anymore yeah uh and so it's good to go back to those (laughs) moments uh to help re-energize yourself since the earliest centuries catholics have been called to sanctify the home by making it a little church family meals, shared gathering spaces, and the most mundane tasks. All of these are to be taken up into the higher dimension and bathed in prayer. But in the modern world, it is easy to lose sight of this fact and shape our homes around the latest consumer trends. In Living Beyond Sunday, the Niles and Minahan families take the mystery and guesswork out of the domestic church, showing you how to sanctify your home simply, wisely, and practically. Every Catholic family should own a copy of this book. That endorsement is from Sam Guzman, the Catholic gentleman. Go check out our new book that we have out by Ascension Press, ascensionpress.com, Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan, we got Juan on the buttons, Jim in the peanut gallery. Band's all here. Talking about having babies, and uh, I was going to add something to what you had just said, and now I don't remember what it was. So you weren't engaging all of your senses. Yeah, no, that's not what it was. You know what I don't? You know what I don't support? <laughs> What's that? Push presents. 
I don't either. I don't at all. Stupid. You know what? Let me just tell you guys. If you're if you fall for the trap of push presents, you got problems, all right? It's a trap. Here's why I don't like it. Because it's not saying that the baby is enough. It's right. saying like, "Oh, I have to I'm giving this to you because of all the work you did." It's like, "Yeah, the gift is the baby." Yeah, the but also ba- it's like the ba- like I think it's you talk about a disorder. I like in my this is I guess we're going to just have a show of people yeah. just not liking yeah, we're us. Gonna, we're we're, we're going to get emails after this. That's all right. Um, that's okay. I just think that the idea of a push present present is so materialistic and so uh, jaded with the idea of that you have to get them something for doing for doing it when the baby. It's almost like the baby isn't enough. Right. Yeah. No. I I agree. And I mean, here's the hot take: like the woman has the baby. That's what she does. That's her job. You know, like, when else are we, like, what other situation in life are we rewarding people for the thing that they're supposed to do? Other than, the like, the fact that they have done what they were supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, I get... Obviously, I, they have more than that, you know, but yes. Yeah, oh yeah, well, they have more of, more of a job than that. Yeah, right. obviously. Right. Um, but, I don't know, it just... It's a bad precedent, I think, also, as a husband... I agree. ...to set, because... I agree. I agree. Well, and, and you're putting, like, value on something. Like, what is it? Yeah. 50 bucks? Is it 1,000? Like, right. what's it worth to you? Yeah, exactly. All this suffering that I just went through. What's it... What's going to be I the just ticket? Don't, I just don't it? like it. I don't like the idea. Yeah, and I also think it doesn't... It kind of... Um, yeah, it's almost like the husband is buying the baby from the his wife, you know, and it's like, look, the childbearing thing, we're in on this together. We're a team, okay? It's not like, oh, you did this, you know, and I wasn't, I'm not a part of it, right? I understand that the, the birthing, you know, is, is that way, but, you know, it's like right. we have children. Um, and so, like, I, I don't know, it just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I agree. presents. Uh, another thing to, to, to do that's prudent before having the baby because the baby comes and then a whole host of other things come uh very quickly after the next day or two and if you haven't talked about them it could be a little difficult to navigate because you're not ready yeah being one being uh you know with the shots that you want the baby to have yeah you gotta you have to figure all that out ahead of time because otherwise um the medical staff will often medical staff have a tendency just to kind of push you into a certain direction with certain things. And then, you know, you might look into it later and wish you hadn't made that choice. You know, like, hey, you got to make your own choices. You're the parents. Right. Okay, so you have to to decide uh, what kind of treatments you're going to have and which ones you are. And nobody can make those choices for you. You're you the you're the one who has to make so those choices. Shots, circumcisions, things like that. It right. just all needs to be thought of ahead of time because afterwards you get put into that bind and then you don't want to feel pressured or anything like that. Right. Uh to to make one deci- one decision or another and it end up being not what you would have done. Yeah. So that's another one. Uh bags packed. Let's talk about that for a minute. You got to have a bag ready. I have not done that yet. Dude, it's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I got time. <laughs> You do, <laughs> I suppose. Um, what do you put in your bag? So, what is what? What are we talking about? What do you put in it? Well, so for the last few for us, we've had babies at home, so I actually haven't packed a bag. Um, but when I was having babies at the hospital, mm-hmm. um, obviously change of clothes, 
Um, and then you'll need like diapers, possibly, um, mm-hmm. you know, baby diapers. The hospital will give you baby, if you're having a baby at the hospital, they'll have diapers for you. Um, you're going to need a snack. Okay, so you're gonna like make sure to have some snack foods. Mucho snack. Because like you're you might get hungry and she's you know in labor. You can't just like leave to go down to the cafeteria. Sorry, honey. Right. Just hold it for just a little bit longer. I have a cousin who was literally eating a sandwich and his wife had to tell him like, put that sandwich down. <laughs> He's a cousin of mine. He has all the best stories. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, just like the the usual stuff. A book. A book to read. A book is a, is a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if you're having, if you're at a Catholic hospital, they'll probably have a crucifix in every room. Um, but otherwise, make sure to bring one. You know, whatever it is, um, your wife wants to have. Um, you know, like imagery wise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, clothes, blankets, pillow. Bring your own pillow to the hospital. Yeah. Hospital pillows are gross. And they're not really, they're barely, like, do they even constitute as a pillow? I like, don't know. I don't, I don't know. But, like, like, they, they'll, they, the hospital, they will cram pillows in every, in, like, the grossest places, you know, to help comfort a patient. And then, then you're putting your face on it. All right. Bring your own pillow. Uh, if you are a friend of, uh, you know, somebody who's giving birth, like, you're about to give birth. Uh, set up a meal train for them. Yes. This is a great thing to do. It's one of the best parts about having a baby is like getting the meal train. You get time like off a month and, worth and of it, dessert. <laughs> I'm getting dessert every day yeah, for the next month. Just 90. No, that's too bad. <laughs> Shouldn't have had a baby during Lent, okay? <laughs> or almost Lent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that that just takes one thing off of their plate, right? Yeah. This builds community. This is uh, builds... Uh, you know, being able to, to be a good friend, uh, it's just a good thing to do. So let me ask you this. You have a baby. I, well. How, how long? He's oh, like, you know, oh, you go okay. and you have a baby. Right. How long until you want friends to come see the baby? Because okay. obviously, obviously you want friends and family to see the baby, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you want to share this joy mm-hmm. with the people that are close to you. Yeah, so this is, this is a good question. In fact, this is something well, I was going to bring up. I'm asking up. this question for you, okay? Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was earlier today at mask. It's like Haley said, "Yo, it starts at seven fifteen. I was like, "I'll be there at eight fifteen, and I'll be thirty minutes after one." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is actually something I was going to talk about is like the importance uh, that the the dad has to like uh, keep people away to to keep people at until bay. The, until the right moment until until the right moment. Right. Uh, so I think that it depends on 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 the wife. It depends. Yeah, that's what I think. It depends on the labor. It depends right. on, you know, um, like, what happened. Right. Um, so how for, how so, is she? So for us, it, it's a little longer because Haley, you know, with the C-section... She, she needs to recover. Yeah, she's she, got to... She's yeah. going to recover. She has to, like, mentally, like, kind of get back all together because, uh, you know, they give her meds and like, right. they give her yeah. all these pain pain medicines. And you have to and get... So, the, it also depends on the baby, right? You have to get. You have to be able to, like... Okay, so if you have a baby that latches right away mm-hmm. and starts breastfeeding, okay, that's great. The baby is going to be in a place where you can bring people in a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. But um, especially first-time moms often have a lot of trouble right. getting started breastfeeding. And um, the last thing you want is people knocking at your door when you're while you're like incredibly frustrated and like 
often a little bit panicky because you're trying to feed your baby. Right. You know, and, and you're exhausted. And, and your baby is hungry. Right. Uh, you know, so it's like a lot of it, you need to be prepared. If you're a first time dad, you need to be prepared mm-hmm. to hold off visitors for a long time if necessary. Maybe it won't be necessary, but you need to be ready for it. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that it's your you know it's your job as a husband to kind of keep people at bay, visitors at bay until you guys are ready. Because I think it's also very important for the mom and dad to have the time with the baby alone. Yeah, I think so. You know, without you know before uh, parents and then everybody else comes in and then because you open the floodgates and then all of, all of, yeah. all the people come in. Yeah. Uh, so I also think it's a great time. To talk to your children about disinterested service. Okay. Uh, you have, you're having a baby. The dynamics of your family are changing. Uh, mom is going to be very focused on certain things, you know, ma- namely feeding the baby. She can, like we're going to be tired. We're going to have less sleep, uh, and so the needs of the family have changed, and it's now going to be part of their responsibility as well to change with the needs of the family. Yeah. And so this gives them the opportunity to be like, to say, I need you to pick up X, Y, or Z slack here to help the family out. Not because, you know, you're in trouble, not because, you know, this isn't a a punishment, but this is an opportunity to serve the family when they need something. This is just what, what the family needs from you. Right. Right. Um, And, and you know, if you have boys, I think that it, I think that's a really easy sell sell because they want to have responsibility, they want to have duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's what's it like for for girls for the most part. Well, especially anything involved like that revolves around a new baby. That's probably the easy. girls are all in, right? So I, I I think that it's also just a good opportunity <clears throat> as a family to sit down before the baby comes and say like, listen. Let's set the presidents, you know, of the family uh, that baby's coming. We're going to be tired. We're going to like yeah. the, the, the attention is going to shift a little bit. It's not because mom and dad don't love you or, or love the baby more than you or anything like that. But the baby needs a little bit more t- attention. And so just like you did when you were that age. Right. Yeah. And so I, that's something that you have to be aware of is that when you have little kids, you know, they're going to see it as, oh, mom and dad are not paying attention to me anymore. So it's very important to make sure that you put focus, time, and energy in specific children to make sure that they don't feel neglected as well because yeah. it's easy to focus all your attention to the new new baby, but then also have them be a part of this, this new transition yeah. in the family. Well, everybody, please say a prayer for Haley and Adam Minahan that yeah. the birth of their child goes well. Uh, we're out of time on the radio, but we're going to continue the podcast just a little bit, talking about a couple more things that dads need to do before the baby comes. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Okay, a couple, uh, thing that the dads need to do, set up a crib. Set up the crib ahead of time. Figure out the sleeping situation. The crib can be the worst. Because it, yeah, depending on what crib you have. I don't have, know what kind of crib. We have, we have this very sturdy crib. That has uh, 72,000 pieces? No. Okay. My father-in-law made it. Okay. Uh, he made it himself when Sean, his oldest father, Sean O'Brien, has been on the show when he was before he was born. Mm-hmm. So, but it's made like out of hardwood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not plywood, right? So 
I mean, it's just ridiculously heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to hard to ne- hard to negotiate um, or navigate. Yeah, same, same, same. Okay. Um, I usually don't take it down, right? Because we've right. Ours, ours is still. Uh, hard. It's like you know, set it up. But when we moved, I had to set it up again, and it was just in there, you know, like cussing at this thing. I mean, <laughs> not but, a- actually, but about to lose my salvation you know, over this I was emotion I was emotionally cussing at it you right. know yeah um so a crib you know getting the crib set up is important ahead of time uh there's a chance you may not even use the crib at, fr- at, at yeah. fr- you know at, fr- at first but it's about getting it set up being prepared um getting that done putting it in the car like knowing how to put a car seat in the car and may and, and it, doing it correctly this is the one thing that you will have to do in order to leave the hospital with your baby. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think it's actually a little bit astonishing. <laughs> when when Elizabeth, our oldest, was born, he's like, all right, do you have a car seat? And we showed him. He's like, okay, yep, you guys are good to go. <laughs> and it's like... Wait, you're... What? You're just going to let us go? We, we can just, like, leave? You, you mean, you're telling me. This baby, <laughs> we're just going to walk off with it. And you guys are all right with that. Like, yeah, have a great, you know, have a great life. Congratulations. And it's like, you're getting in the car, driving home. Like, did we just steal a baby? (laughs) It just feels weird. Yeah. So know how to do it. Because again, if you don't know how to do it ahead of time, you're like, I'll just figure it out. And you don't know how the car seat functions, which by the way, if you're an engineer out there, here's, you want to make good money, like figure out how to make an easy removable car seat. And you'll make a lot of money. The KeyFit 30. Kiko KeyFit 30. Those, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of yeah, that, that car seat. That car seat is, is nice, yeah. Yeah, I think it works really well. Um, but, but, you know, speaking of car seats, as a, as a man who's gone through a lot of car seats, mm-hmm. uh, my opinions of car seats have has radically changed okay. over time. I guess, I guess we're going to hear them. Okay, yes, you are. So I like the KeyFit 30. Uh, you know, it's a rear-facing infant car seat. It goes up to 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. But then after that, you have to put them in like a, oh, like a bigger, like more regular car seat. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it's like, oh, I'm going to get, I was doing this research. What's the best car seat? You know, like I want the safest car seat, all this stuff. But turns the, out all parents want the best for their kids. The safest car seat is like a freaking tank, okay, that you put in the back. And I got one. Um, and like now I hate that thing. Okay. <laughs> now when I buy car seats, it's like, no, 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 I don't care about it. I want the skinniest. <laughs> What's the smallest car seat? That's like still good. You know, <laughs> I want it to be safe, but it needs to be no wider than 13 inches. Okay. Yeah. Because I need to fit three of these bad boys across. Okay. <laughs> and like, don't, don't give me with your side cushion airbag in your cars whatever okay <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that i got airbags in the car all right <laughs> do you know what i mean do you like do you agree David Niles with the car seats everybody. do you agree is like you see it's like you have your first no, kid and you're I, like getting all this like oh it's you get this monster of a car seat you don't realize how big it's gonna be until you you get it mm-hmm. um and then you like eventually you move on like get rid of that huge thing yeah car seats have also been something that i've almost lost my salvation over uh, <laughs> like being ashamed like i'm ashamed of it but putting them in the right way getting them all locked in the right way you right. know like making it all level and 
when you are because they they say also that a huge percentage of people are driving around with car seats that are not installed properly, right? And that that is a problem. Sure. Right. Well, and then you have to combine car seats with boosters, and the kids have to reach for the buckle. Boosters, buckle. yeah, yeah. And like, mm-hmm. well, where's the buckle? Well, I don't know. Is this car seat is so wide that they can't even put themselves? We have to go right. help them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if yeah, you get the skinny, tough. if you get the skinny car seat that yeah, transitions yeah. to a booster, it's a still a skinny booster, and it's a lot easier for them. Right. I remember when my brother was born. Uh, I'm seven years older than him, and so I remember like him being like three or whatever, and having this car seat where the car seat was like, you know, seat belted in. He would sit down on this chair, and there was just like a an arm, like a boom arm that would just kind of come into front of his lap and click. Right. That was it. <laughs> Right. That was the entire car seat, you know. Right. I mean, today that there's no way that car seat would, would be. You know, I mean, it's like if a no. policeman saw you with your child in a, go into prison. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're. It's like child abuse. I don't know. They're. It's definitely not legal. Right. But it just it's just funny the stuff that it's just like, we used to drive around with and like everybody car, thought car was seats, safe. Car seats are exhausting, and if you don't know how to do it. I'm speaking from experience. Like I thought, oh yeah, I know how to get a car. How hard in. could it be? How hard could it be? It, you're just clicking the things right. in. It turns out every single brand is can be drastically different. Right. On how how it works. And you're trying to get out. Your the thing is, is they won't let you leave unless that is installed properly. Uh huh. And so they're all looking at you, waiting for you to do it. Your wife is in there. You should do it before you get there. Yeah, just have it done. Mm-hmm. Just know how to do it. Just do word, it the, do it the right way. Time. Words of wisdom there. Uh, Personally, I I only anchor. I, I it's like if a car seat doesn't have anchors, right? I'm not interested. I, me too. Me too. I mean that's that's just how Absolutely. I am. Now sometimes in the back of a van, you do end up with a situation where there's only two anchors, and if you try to put three seats back there, I mean eventually mm-hmm. you, you can run into, you know, that that's just too bad. Right. That's the way it is. But uh, another thing that you have to do as as a husband is do your best to reduce stress uh, for your wife through this process. Yes. Uh, you know, so what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to sneak a beer into the OR. And when Haley is, you know, going through her C-section and the baby comes out and they put the baby into my arms I'm going to slowly reach down into my pocket pull that beer out and my phone out I'm going to cough because I'm, I'm not an amateur I'll go at <laughs> the same time mm-hmm. open the beer take a selfie with the beer and the baby in the OR in the OR to reduce my stress level right because that's, you know what, we talk about this all the time, Adam. You cannot give what, what you, you do, do not have, have okay? Right. And, and if, if you're trying to give low stress levels and you ain't got low stress levels, it's not you gonna, can't give you it. You can't do it. All right? You can't, you're, not help, you're not helping anybody. That's right. That's okay? Right. You got nothing to give but stress. Right. And so it's your job as a husband and a father. To sneak a beer into the <laughs> OR. Now, do you think I would actually get in trouble for doing that? No. No. I, I there's, I... As far as I know, there is nothing that can happen to you. They will, they'll be mad at you, and they'll kick you out. But the, I don't think they can even charge you more. I don't even think there's like a, 
Beer in the OR charge. They don't have a they don't have a button for the beer beer in the OR. No, charge. there's not. The thing is, there's not a billing code for it. Are you are you think they're actually gonna kick me out of the room? Yes. With the baby, do I get to keep the baby? Um, no, they will. Well, do they? So when, in a C-section, when the baby is born, mm-hmm. do they give it to you like right then and there? Right. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't think that they would let you leave with the baby. I think they would kick you out. And. Because I think they have they have to do like, um, uh, what is it? All the vital stuff. Not GARP, uh, but there's you know like a a score mm-hmm. that you know they they've got they have to do all this stuff you know take these tests and stuff um, that takes place you know w- right away after the baby's born. So no, they would not let you leave. I do have a sleeve that goes over beer cans that looks just like a Coke can. Yeah, and you well, I don't want that. that. Like, I want the no right. Like, I want like I want it to be. The thing beer. is, you can't take a Coke can into the OR either. Okay. Yeah. There's no, there's absolutely no food or beverage. Yeah, in the OR. No. Okay, so maybe that's not a good idea. No, I think it's a great idea. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was my idea. What is your idea? At, what about <laughs> a flask instead of a beer? I think a flask you can sneak in better. I think flask would be Oh, easier. a flask. But the thing is, I think you kind of want to get caught, right? You're right. Like, you kind of you kind of like Yeah. It's like cuz they're going to go for the rest of their their, you know, professional career. It's about like, the story. There was a dude who he, came in with a freaking beer. He straight up popped he, the top. He coughed and popped the top. Cough. Thinking oh. that I wasn't going to know what that was. See, I don't think you cough. I think you let it be. <laughs> I think you let it ring out. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So again, in all seriousness, so you're, you're supposed like do please, your best. Please to, pray for Adam to reduce the stress levels for your wife. But as a friend, a good way to help the new mom do st- stress levels. We talk about meal trains. Another thing you can do is offer. To maybe have playdates with the older kids, especially on those first two weeks, where you take all the older kids out of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mom can it's be home mm-hmm. alone. You can be like, hey, how about I take all the older kids, you know, in the afternoon or whatever, and you are just you and the baby for the, for yeah. the day. No, that is that is a huge help. That is, yeah. Uh, being patient is, is another huge help. Like, just knowing, especially if it's your first, like, knowing it's going to be a little, like, it's going to be tough to swaddle. Sometimes swaddling is n- not easy. I am a swaddle ninja. Yeah, I can I can sw- I mean, you practice. You right? get Oh, you get good. I can I can wrap Changing a baby diapers. I can wrap swaddling. a baby so tight. Yeah. Um but just be patient. You know, just it all co- yeah. it'll, it'll all come. Uh the higher your stress levels are, the higher everybody else's is going to be. Just One time. Be patient. I guess it was when Davy was born. I was wrapping him up. And then the other girls wanted me to wrap them up. So I went and got a big blanket and swaddled, and them. swaddled them up like super. <laughs> and it was so funny because they couldn't get out. <laughs> they were just like in a straight jacket at that point. They were. I have a video of Elizabeth like rolling and flailing on the ground wrapped up Trying in this big to... blanket, just making no progress. You That's know, hilarious. it was pretty funny. Juan earlier when I told that story to Adam about like, hey, you should open this beer. I said, here's what's going to happen. The baby's going to be born, and you're going to go, and then in like two seconds, you're going to hear another, and you're going to turn around, and you're going to be like, Juan, how did you get in here? 
Hashtag goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah. And then in my story, you said, I told him you was your brother and they let me in. <laughs> uh, last thing is just to, re- you know, to, to remember to tell your wife how much you love her, how oh, beautiful yeah. she is. In my experience, that's easy to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, like yeah. when my children have been born. Yeah, I like fall in love with the kids. But it actually, the person I feel the most like passion for is my wife. Mm-hmm. I, every time we have a baby, I just remember like I'll look at her and be like, that was amazing. You are incredible. I don't know if I've told you that lately, <laughs> but you are just amazing. Like I have the things that you did today. <laughs> I am hungry. It is it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna go get a snack, but then when I come back, I want to finish this story yeah. because it you have been amazing. But really, like I have just felt that way every time yeah. like a baby's born. It's just I look at Pamela and like, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my hero. You have any other uh, suggestions? Suggestions to. Uh, Dads, uh, it's all gonna be okay. Yeah, you know what? You know, it's like yeah, you might be nervous. Everybody's nervous. It's gonna be all right. And uh, like, I also want to encourage people who are married: don't put a number on your family. Don't say like, "Oh, I want two or three or six or like." Just don't do that, okay? Because that's that's not God's plan for you, okay? You discern your children one at one child at a time. Okay, so don't ever. It's just a bad thing to do as like a precedent to set going into marriage. I think it just, you know, because sometimes you might get that just like I don't know. Well, when I got when we got married, I said like, well, I think three would be good, and so we had three and we stopped. You know, it's like, well, no, don't right. do don't do that. Um, children are this huge gift. They're the greatest gift. Mm-hmm. Um, someday, I guarantee you, when you get older, if if you stop, when you could have kept like kept going, I I almost guarantee you, you'll regret it. Mm-hmm. There a day a day will come in your life where you say, "I wish we didn't. I wish we had more more kids." Um, will it Will it be crazy at some points? Yes. Will it be extremely tough? Yes. Will Will it require sacrifice? Absolutely. If if you like continued having more children, you know more than what you thought. But um, if you want a satisfying life, mm-hmm. sacrifice is what it is. That's that's the way to yeah. do it, right? Um, you you every time uh, over and over and over again, you you hear this. You know, Adam and Eve. What's the first thing God tells them? You know, be fruitful and multiply. Then Noah. The first. You wait, what? Right. I that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Then when Noah comes out of the ark, the very first thing God says to him, he blesses them and says, be fruitful and multiply. Um, right. So like, this is something, this is what you're called to in the married life. Right. Um, you're not called to get your boy and your girl and then be done. Right. Um, so just be open. To life. Yeah. And, and don't, don't discern your fourth kid when you only have one. Right. Okay. All you can do is discern your second kid. Um, that's a good, that's, yeah. that's a good advice. So just... Just take it one day at a time. Yep. Um, love your kids. You're going to be a great dad. 
um, if you love their mother and you love them, and, and, the and, and you strive, you strive every day for virtue. Mm-hmm. Um, you will. It's like you don't need to read parenting books. Oh yeah, that was something that okay. I, I I missed uh, in here. I think it's worth saying is like, don't fall for all the things that you need for the babies. Oh like, yeah, uh, that's something I meant to talk about. Like you know, like the wet wipe warmers. Yes, the, the wet. That's exactly like, what I think of. Like, it's like all these things. A wet wipe warmer. Give me a break. All these things that like people think that you need to have a child. It, it's just a. It's just materialism. It is just. Uh, it, it is just this idea of you got to have this to have this. And it's like, no, you don't. You don't need all those things. Highly recommend. For your first baby, don't find out the gender. For this reason. And actually, you could find out the gender, but if you do, don't tell anybody. Um, Because you're going to, you know, have a baby registry, and you won't get the stuff that you do need. Like, you do need, like, a changing pad. You know, like, there are some things that you do legitimately need. You need a stroller. Right. You know, um, you know, you probably need a, like a diaper bag. There's a lot of things that a baby does need. There's a lot of things that you don't need for the baby. Right. Okay. Um, you don't need four carrying, car- you know, like carriers. What do you call yeah. those? Baby carriers. Baby carriers. Yeah. 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 Um, but if you know the gender of your child, the women who are doing the shopping, which is there's not dudes out there shopping for your baby registry. Okay. Right. Um, the women, there's a. It's actually, I think, proven by science that there's this. <laughs> I know you're there's this physical. Uh, it's like an emotional, uh, hormonal response when they're going through the aisles at Target, um, and I think it's. I think the studies have shown Target is especially strong hormonal responses in women when they're shopping for your baby <laughs> you're registry. Such, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> They'll pass the aisles that have the baby outfits, and they know you're having a girl or a boy. And they see what is in their mind at that moment, the cutest baby outfit they've ever seen in their life. They may have come here to buy you diapers, or they may have come to like pitch in on a backpack, like a stroller or something. But in that moment, they see no other way other than to buy you this outfit, okay? And then they black out (laughs) and they wake up in their car with a receipt. And the outfit in a bag. And so they give it to you. And you end up getting 50 of the cutest baby outfits you've ever seen. Now, the thing is about babies. They grow incredibly fast. (laughs) They grow very fast. They can only wear about five of those baby outfits. You know, those infant outfits. So you end up with a whole bunch of them that you don't need. Some of them you don't even like. Right. And you don't have a stroller. You don't have a baby. You don't have a diaper bag. You don't have a changing pad. You don't have like onesies or all these other things. So, if this all of this law of physics can be avoided by simply not finding out the gender of your baby, which is still makes for a great surprise. Yeah. Um, or if you find out, just don't tell anyone. Yeah. Say we're we're just not telling you until you yeah. until you can find out after our baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because. Uh, to your point earlier about reducing stress, if you go buy all these things that you need, you end up spending a bunch of money. And then you're like, you know what's stressful? Bills. Bills are pretty stressful. <laughs> and you just keep getting more and more of those. And you're like, what do you mean this thing is 150 bucks? Oh, but I, but I need it. 
to make it a baby experience better. And you're spending all yeah. this money. Yeah. So again, uh, the the whole this whole episode, other than the parts where we talked about the council, the Catechism Council of Trent, straight from there. But outside of that, this is just our advice. Yeah. This is not uh, church teaching or anything like that. This is just experience uh, with a little humor. It's Catholic man show teaching is what it is. You're welcome. Don't send us an email. We don't care. Unless it's a good email. We like those. We like those. Yeah. Big fan of those. <laughs>